pleasure to speak to you both. Thank you for taking the time. It's an interesting deal, Jamie. Just talk us through a little bit how this works, because you, last year, in a big deal, bought the global rights, basically, to David's um, brand. We didn't buy the global rights. Okay. We partnered with David Beckham. Um, we, we don't like to say buy when you partner up with uh, a live celebrity or athlete. But you paid. But we definitely <laughs> paid money um, to be partners with David Beckham uh, in perpetuity. So it's just like a marriage where you go into uh, this transaction where everything from A to Z, uh, we are partners with David. But what's interesting is David also took some of that money that we gave him and invested in authentic brands. What is what is the partnership allowed you to do in the what year and a half since you've been partners? Well, I think spend more time with Jamie <laughs> and the whole Salter family, which uh, for me was a big part of obviously me giving part of my my company up that I built over the over the years uh, of my business life to someone that um, cares, that someone that works as hard as he does, and to be part of Authentic for me was the next step of the journey to, to build the brand and take it to the next level. You know, I'd taken it to a certain point, and then I felt that I needed to partner uh, and go into a marriage with someone that I trusted, that I knew that would make a difference and take it to the next level, and that's exactly what has happened in the last uh, couple of years since uh, we began this, this marriage. How did, how did he earn your trust? What was the early stage of the relationship? You know, I met Jamie about nine and a half years ago, um, and at that point my business wasn't at the point where I felt that I could uh, give up part of it, so I know that I needed to um, kind of uh, gain control of my business, and once I'd done that, um, I then built it up over the next few years. And then, like I said, when I met Jamie nine and a half years ago, I knew then that I would be in business with this uh, with this person at some point. It wasn't right then, but then uh, two and a half years ago, we started the, the talks again, um, and then we agreed to, to something, and it's been it's been special so far. He's a good deal maker. He is. So, Jamie, what 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 are you what are you working on together? Clearly, the documentary is the is the latest venture, right? Um, clearly, the documentary, but really, what we're trying to do is is transform David's business from endorsements to the merchandising side of the business. So yes, we'll continue to do endorsements and endorse other people's products, but really getting David more into the merchandising uh, side of his brand. So really building the Beckham brand beyond just doing endorsement for, for, for other brands. Which is what you do for so many of your other brands. Which is what we do for pretty much all of our other brands. And really, it's making sure that the Beckham brand lives beyond David Beckham. So I do want to ask about the documentary because I, I did watch it on Netflix. It's it's done remarkably well. What was the what was the goal? Why did you set out to do this? Well, ten years ago when I retired, uh, people kept on turning around to me and saying, "When are you going to do a life documentary?" And at that point, I wasn't ready to look back. I was ready to kind of jump from being a soccer player for twenty. 22 years professionally into the business part of my my life and then also build into Miami um, so obviously at that point like I said I wasn't ready to look back and process everything that had happened throughout my life and my career but then about three years before the 10th year of my retirement um, I thought maybe this is the right time then we sat down with the right people and we sat down with Netflix you know someone that could stream it in the way that they could and then finding the director and then talking through you know my my whole career and my life which was difficult you know it was difficult to look back because I'd never 
look back at my career and some of the difficult moments. Um, and that was the tough part. You know, I'd never processed it. I'd never kind of gone through, you know, the difficult times, like after the red card in 98. So to do that was difficult. Which is still I, painful for you, I learned. It's still painful. Yeah. And someone asked me at the premiere the other night, have you healed? Is this part of the healing process? And I'd never looked at it like that, but this was part of it. Um, but it's, it, it was an emotional roller coaster. And it is part, Studio 99, his production studio is part of Authentic Studios. 100%, and, and, and that was actually one of the other reasons that, that we did the, the deal with the Beckhams is they had an incredible organization uh, in London which, you know, really focused on EMEA and was a stepping stone for us to really building a great uh, EMEA office out in London. But more importantly, they had this little asset called Studio 99 which, when we looked at it, we didn't understand 100% you know, what it did, other than it was in the content business, producing you know, documentaries or TV shows. And we knew about the doc that was coming out, obviously, um, on Netflix. But what we learned is we really need to get into the content business in a much bigger way. So we launched, obviously, <clears throat> Authentic Studios. And under Authentic Studios is now Studio 99, uh, Jersey Legends, which is Shaq, um, SI Studios, and of course, uh, Authentic, which is all the content that we produce for all the brands. And um, Studio 99 having the talent, you know, inside it to actually help us build that. Uh, today, we already have 10 shows that we, we've sold to the networks, um, and it's just been a, a year and a half. So we're quite excited about that particular asset that's inside uh, Authentic Brands. Is that, is, that, is that a core focus for you? You're, you're always making deals and you're always looking for new brands and new partners, but I is mean, that content a new sort of stream? Content is for sure a new revenue stream for us. It's new, we're learning, but when you look at Disney, let's be honest, Disney makes great movies and then they really license their brand out a lot. So think about um, Authentic Studios, no different than Disney Studios, and we're starting off you know, small, but we've already had uh, two successful, actually three successful shows. And as you know, we were part of the Elvis movie with Warner Brothers also. So between, you know, Save My Squad and the Elvis movie, and now um, David Beckham a documentary on Netflix streaming all over the world, we're number one right now. It's pretty cool in the last year and a half, we've had a lot of successful shows. Anything about the reception to the documentary surprise you? All of it, actually. You know, I knew that we'd made something that was uh, pretty interesting to people and would remind people of the memories back in the 90s when I was at Manchester United and obviously everything that, we, uh, that I went through. Um, but I suppose the, the insane reaction that we've had and the positive reaction has been, just been incredible. And I sat down the other day with the team and I just said, I just can't believe it. I can't believe the reaction that we're getting. I don't think I've ever had a reaction like it to something that we've done. So my wife's very happy. Uh, she enjoyed the process. Most importantly. And, and so do the kids. You know, it was nice for the kids to kind of see it, experience it, and just understand, you know, what's gone on in the last 30 years. Really. Well, I think what people like about it is that you were very real. Mm. And, we, and we learned some things like the beekeeping hobby yeah. and the closet organization, yeah. which is really extreme. Well, I always <laughs> said to Netflix and my team that if I'm going to do this, I need to do it properly. I want to do it in a way that 
Um, everyone sees what we're like as a family, what I'm like and what I've felt over the years about some of the pressures that I've been under uh, with my career and, uh, and outside of that. But I said, I'm only going to do this once. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. So despite the fact that it's a big deal, it's not your biggest deal of the last year. Messi is. Do you, do you benefit? Does brand Beckham benefit from, from the Messi deal at Authentic Brands, Jamie? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> um, the one carve out was uh, Inter-Miami. Um, we probably should have pushed to, to have a piece of Inter-Miami. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Stay tuned, you never know. But uh, that is the one piece of the puzzle that uh, we left with David. So, ha so there's obviously been a lot written about how this deal gets done and, and how it got done. And, and what is said about it is that no one could have done it except for you. Is that true? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we worked very hard to get Leo to come to, uh, to Miami um, for many reasons. For the reasons I knew that he and his family would be extremely happy living in Miami and being part of America and the MLS. Um, and on the football side, on the soccer side, um, I just felt this was what was going to take the MLS to the next level. This was a real opportunity for, for the sport in this country to go to the next level. You know, it wasn't just us bringing Leo to Miami, it was us bringing Leo to America. You know, he is a clever guy, he's a humble guy, he's an amazing family man with the most incredible wife and kids. And to bring him and to see how humble he's been and how professional he's been and just to see him at work every single day is truly amazing. So yes, we worked hard, but you know, he's, he's very clever in the decisions that he makes as well. Well, he was being offered a lot of money from Saudi. So at he what was. point did it become clear to you that this would be a, this could be a reality? You know, I, I spoke about it in the documentary. You know, I kind of sneaked into his dad's hotel to have a meeting with him to say, I would love your son to come to our club at some point. And then we just worked on, on him and obviously his dad over, over that time. And then when we saw an opportunity, we kind of just went for it and explained, you know, this is what the future of your career would look like. And, you know, Leo's, Leo's legacy is very important to him. You know, what he has done in the game has been truly incredible. He's one of the most decorated footballers of, his, uh, of, this of our uh, generation and of our time in, in this game. And it's important to him that he leaves, leaves a la lasting legacy. He's done that in Europe. He's done it all over the world. And now he's doing it in America. And that, his legacy means something to him. So, uh, How important was the Apple piece of it? Because the, the revenue share with Apple mm -hmm. was sort of an innovative part of this deal. You know, there was, there was many things that played its part in uh, bringing, you know, Leo to, to, to the MLS. Um, obviously, the commissioner, Don Garber, played his uh, huge part in it. You know, Apple played a big part in it. You know, obviously, Adidas. You know, there's a couple of other things as well. Um, but more importantly, Leo wanted to be here. You know, it wasn't us trying to force him to, to come to Miami. He was very open in what he wanted and his vision. Um, but keeping Leo happy, keeping Leo part of this league going forward is a really important part of this. And yes, bringing someone like Apple into the MLS changes a lot of things. Is David a better deal maker than he a soccer player? <laughs> that was well, a pretty he was good a pretty one. good soccer player. Um, <laughs> As my kids would say and, and, and his kids would say, you know, 
You're a pretty good soccer player. My, my son I, I, said it the other day after the premiere. We're on the way home, and he said, Dad, this was my son, Cruz. He was like, Dad, you could really play soccer. He said, I didn't realize you was that good. And I was like, thanks, son. <laughs> so well, he wasn't I'm, around for... He wasn't, but, Ooh. you know, I kind of hoped that he would kind of realize that I was okay at, at soccer, but <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> I mean, as far as deal-making goes, uh, David has surrounded himself with some incredible people that uh, are really, really smart. And I think that that makes him a great deal maker. Because if I look around me, I surround myself with, you know, some incredible people that help build uh, authentic to what it is today. So I think good deal makers surround themselves with great people. And I think that David is one of those people that has done an incredible job of uh, the people that he surrounds himself with. Well, you already changed the course of history for the MLS once, and now with Messi. How big do you think it can get compared to some of the dominant European leagues? Well, I think, you know, I, I look back to the time when I first joined the MLS, and there was only probably 13, 14 teams in the league. Uh, now we're looking at almost 30. Um, and the league has globalized on it now. You know, it has done for a few years, but now you bring someone like Leo, Sergio Busquets, and Jordi Alba to the league, all of a sudden it takes it to the next level. Now it's up to, you know, other ownership and to really get behind this because even, you know, like I said before, there was a lot of people that helped, you know, uh, bring Leo and the other owners have done an incredible job throughout the league. To take it to the next level, we need to now capitalize on the opportunity of having someone like Leo in this league and the eyes of everybody. You know, you bring, you bring a company like Apple into the, uh, you know, the situation, it changes a lot of things. Now we have to continue to do that and, and work hard to, to take the league to the next level again. More, more stars, more global stars. More global stars, of course. You know, uh, we all know that America love that, uh, and they always have done, and that's what lured me here, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to live in America at the time, because America's always excited me. It's always been a place that I've loved. It was always a dream of mine to live here one day, and when I lived in L.A., it was an incredible experience for me, for the family, and I love playing soccer here. And thankfully, I was successful, obviously, of helping to build the league, but also I was successful in winning MLS Cups, which was very important to me. Jamie, you've been making some deals of your own lately. You just closed the Board Riders deal, so you're going big on surfing. Why? Uh, look, surf, skate, snow, uh, it's, it's definitely part of culture. Um, it's also where I grew up. Uh, I, I grew up in the snowboarding business uh, a long time ago, and so it's close to the heart. I do believe that the surf, skate, snow industry, it's here forever. And now uh, having the brands Quicksilver, Billabong, Roxy, Volcom. Um, this was a big deal. It was more than a million dollars. You know, deal. Ruka. Uh, we now have so much market share in that space. But more importantly, those are the brands that will be around forever. And I think that when you sort of look at board riders, it really is a global platform. Um, it's doing well over $3 billion now on a global basis. And we're feeling very good about it. It will be obviously one of the biggest acquisitions we've done to date. And we feel really good about it because of the global footprint that they have today. But a lot of those brands are just, it feels very far from their heyday when they were much, much more integrated in the culture, I think. Uh, look, I think that's what AVG does, right? I mean, we take these great lifestyle brands and we bring them back to life in a much bigger way. 
I think the one thing that uh, we'll do different, these are true lifestyle brands that obviously are rooted in surf, skate, snow. We have to take them out of surf, skate, snow. Yes, they should still be playing in the surfing business, playing in the snowboard business, playing in skate, but they should also play in true lifestyle. And I think that's what we're really good at, which is bringing these brands and expanding the categories and expanding the distribution you know, beyond where they are today. Well, speaking of brands that, that had suffered, your, your Adidas sort of messed up Reebok so badly that David bought it. Um, and that's another big acquisition that you've done. Yeah, look, Re how's that doing? Reebok is, uh, it's up almost 30%, um, maybe even a little bit more than that. Since we bought it, we only bought it about a year ago, as everyone knows, and, and it took a, a year to sort of transition it. But we are incredibly optimistic. Reebok is our biggest brand. Um, our business in Reebok is, is well beyond sort of our expectations, early days but we're going back into sport in a big way, which Adidas took them out of sport. So you gotta, you gotta appreciate that, you know, Reebok 50% of the business is sort of classic, and the other 50% of the business is sort of performance, and we're gonna be pushing that performance, you know, in a much bigger way. And I think you'll see some announcements here pretty soon uh, where we're gonna be back on the field and back on the court. Okay, that's a good tease. It, so it does feel like David and, and Shaq and Reebok and Surf, you're, you're, you're going heavily into sports within the sort of apparel well, look, industry. Let, that let, you, let's that you be honest, if here. you really look at what's left of sort of the media business, what is still very big, live TV, and live TV is sports. So we are gonna continue to focus on sport in a big way. I mean, we'll continue to, to play in fashion, but as you know, the fashion industry sort of plays off of the sport industry. The sport industry sort of plays off the celebrity industry. So when you really think about culture, it's music, it's sport, it's fashion. You put all three of them together, you got something that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you've got David Beckham, basically. We, we David stands for all, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> right, well, a lot of people are wondering about your next move. Um, and there are questions, for instance, about Manchester United and, mm -hmm. and whether there will be a sale by the, if the Qataris buy it, is it true that you'll, you'll take the ambassador role? Well, at the moment, there's been no discussion of that, but everybody knows that I'm a Manchester United fan and I've been very vocal about the situation that is, uh, is happening at Manchester United and that's been happening for a number of years. You know, obviously, I grew up at Manchester United from a very young age. We have a lot of stability. You know, the same manager, Sir Alex Ferguson, and then the same owners. Now, obviously, over the years, Manchester United will always be Manchester United. You know, they'll always be one of the biggest clubs in the world. Now we need to get back to that for, for the fans, uh, for the players, for the coaching staff, for the manager, because the, 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 the moment, at the moment, there's no stability. And we need to, to get the talk back on the field rather than off the you field. You want to see it sold? Uh, I want to I see an ownership group that will take over that actually uh, will now take it back to what it should be. You know, I'm not saying the past owners have done a bad job uh, because we've still been very successful on the field and off the field. But for me, it's the right time for somebody else to take over. And, but so is it not true that you're part of the Qatari deal somehow? Um, at the moment, there's been no discussion with that. You know, obviously, I have a, I've had a long-standing relationship uh, with Qatar because of my involvement with PSG uh, when I played there and we won the championship. So obviously, there's going to be, 
you know, some connection there and people talking about my involvement in Manchester because you put the two together, myself, Manchester United plus PSG, and, you know, there's a connection. So people will obviously be talking about that, but there's been no discussion at the moment. All right, that's some news. How likely do you think a deal is and for them um, to get it? I, I think, you know, something's going to happen. I think there will be a takeover. I think it's the right time. Um, you know, I think we all have our own opinions on who we feel that should take over. But in my opinion, it's whoever cares about the club the most and that is going to take it back to where it should be. Jamie, also want to talk about what's been going on with Authentic. You've had a few credit rating upgrades <laughs> and, and word of possible more investments. What can you tell us? Um, look, business is good. <laughs> uh, we're expanding on, on a global basis. You know, uh, the, the business continues to grow at a 52% CAGR since we started at 8% organic growth. And, uh, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're sort of just focused on doing the right thing every day and expanding the business, the categories, and, and, and the partners. I know the next question is, are we going to go public? Uh, you know I always ask you. Um, you've, had no, a little, you've had some false starts. <laughs> well, we really haven't had false starts. We've had some starts, and somebody came over the top and offered us you haven't needed to. significantly yeah. more money than when we were going to go public. I mean, we'll see what happens. Our credit is, is great. We, we haven't really been levered this low ever. Um, our leverage is almost uh, under three times, you know, by the end of this year. So, you know, we're feeling very good uh, about what's going on. So it's, it sounds like no urgency there on that front. There's definitely no urgency yeah. because, you know, you go public for two reasons, right? One, you want to leave or exit. I'm not leaving anytime soon. I have four boys that are in the business and, you know, I think we're just in this, the second inning or uh, you need the money. And, you know, we don't need the money to grow because of sort of how we've been running the business. ABG is sort of like an ATM machine. It, it prints a lot of cash. So we'll continue to, you know, delever. And, you know, at some point, maybe we'll go public. Maybe we'll turn into a dividend company. Maybe we'll sell it. But right now, it's just sort of status quo and keep focusing on building the business. How, how vulnerable would you say you are to a, a cyclical slowdown, a consumer slowdown? Last time we talked a few months ago, you said things are slower, but not anything like a recession. I mean, look, it, our business model is, is similar to a real estate model where you have to pay your rent. It's fees. You know, and we have guarantees. So they usually, most of our partners, we have 1,500 partners around the world, and those partners understand if they don't pay their rent, they lose their license. So um, the good news is, is our default rate is less than 1%. And we believe that our business model can sustain a lot. During COVID, uh, we were less than 1% on a default rate. And we believe if there's a slowdown, we'll continue to uh, perform. Our organic growth may be a little less than, than what it is today, but uh, we still feel that we can achieve you know, more than 5% organic growth, even with a slowdown. So what do you guys want to do next together? What are you working on? <laughs> There's many things that we're always working on. You know, I think that that's what's been incredible for me personally, you know, to be part of the authentic family, to, to watch Jamie work in the way he does, to watch his four boys in the business grow all the time. But what surprised me is obviously 
the, the pace of the, the growth that's happened, uh, especially for, for myself uh, to have come on and part of this business, uh, you know, uh, just over two years ago. Um, it's how I like to work. I like to work at a, at a fast pace, and it's exactly why, you know, we're partners. And you guys have become very good friends, too. We have. Our families, our families have the same vision and the same values, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be part of Authentic and part of Jamie's life, because his family values are incredible, and I like to think uh, ours are the same. <laughs> so you said, Jamie, there are some big opportunities in front of you. What are you looking at? I mean, with what's going on in the marketplace, interest rates continue to rise, uh, which is not good really for anybody, in, in, including us, but it creates incredible opportunities because you have some great companies out there where their leverage is just too high. So I think that you're going to see some big companies uh, have to sell some of their core assets that they don't really want to sell, but they're going to have to sell to lower their debt. So I wouldn't be surprised you uh, if you see Authentic do one or two large acquisitions over the next 12 months. And yes, we have our eye on a few of them. IP, is that what you're looking at? Well, these are just big acquisitions that have IP. Yes, I'm trying to get some more specific clues. <laughs> He's not gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you, but what I will tell you is they're in the consumer lifestyle space and the entertainment space. That much I will tell well, you. Well, that is your, <laughs> those, those are your bases. bailiwick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both. Thank well, you so much. Thank you.